May 6, 2020, it's a lot from Pedro Show.
Waffle Pedro Show, happy Wednesday. First Wednesday of May. And I think it's getting up to 80 degrees in Pedro here, but it's quite in quarantino mode. So I'm hunkered down. Brother Matt, still at the Love Grotto on the pleasure point about three miles south. I'm not totally man alone, though, uh, through the wonders of those software engineers of Estonia with their Skype invention. Colin, you're up in the East Bay, right? Yep, in Oakland. Welcome aboard, Colin, really. Uh, we started the show off with uh, the promise, something live, John Coltrane, 1963, actually October 25. And then the Bear Baiters, one of your projects with uh, CGILA. Well, like, you know who turned me on to you, Colin, is Tom Herman in Cleveland. Me and D. Boone, Georgia, I mean, we really looked up to those guys, and especially Tom. D. Boone was very influenced by Tom's. So when he see, he mentioned you, I said, sure, man, any friend of yours. I want to check out and then listen to the music. I got to say, I'm kind of new. And uh, that's why I want to go over your, your journey through music so I can learn about you. What, what's your earliest musical memories? Um, probably my dad playing uh, uh, Doc Watson and um, a couple other bluegrass bands. Sunday mornings, you know, making pancakes, usual kind of dad stuff. What do they call it? Flat top picker or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, you know, we had a store. That we still do in Santa Monica, or like we like to say, S and M, called McCabe's. Yes. Yeah, famous. he was he was big time in in those days. And Minutemen got to jam with um, Charlie Hayden there once. I mean, they were open to all kinds of music, but uh, he was one of the patron saints, like that kind of headed off that scene. That what, what about uh, what pa- uh, was first? I should ask you, where'd you grow up? What town? I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. Not a Mormon, to, ask, to answer your next question. Uh, well, I wasn't going to ask that, but <laughs> I was going to ask what I was going to ask you is where's the other Salt Lake City? Um, I don't know if there is one. Probably in the Salt Lake. No, because you said Salt Lake City, Utah. So I'm thinking, where's the other one? <laughs> yeah, it's in Prague. It's a very. It's a neighborhood now. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I play there every tour. And people uh, ask that, you know, why? I say, look at a fucking map. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a, a, an oasis. Yep. You know, especially us out in the West Coast here, we got to make the big loop, you know. The same thing with Boise. Why are you always playing Boise, Why? I say, look at a fucking map. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. In you know, I don't think you, you guys up, played Colin. there. At any, the Minutemen played there when I was a, a kid. So I, I missed seeing you guys. Yeah, we played there a few times. Like I said, almost every tour. The first time was with Black Flag, I think, on a fairgrounds. And then the next time was downtown in a storefront with two of the guys who ended up being in uh, Billy's, uh, after the, well, they're called Descendants again. But they were right. called All for a while. It was Stefan and uh, Carl. They were Masker Boys or something. Mascara Boys or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. We actually got all to play in our, or they were Descendants then still, I think, but we got them to play in our, our high school gym. Like we conned the vice principal into letting us have a band of Californians who were very nice young men come play at the gym because right. their their venue got shut down. Okay, and that's was, part that's part of why I didn't graduate high school. They were, they were uh, Redondo Beach guys, but you know, Milo went to college and Frank left the band, so that's where Carl and uh, Stefan came in. They had a bunch of guest singers, and then yeah, Milo comes back. Frank unfortunately passed away, but that—that's bitching of your your school to do that. 
They weren't do, happy do about it. Do more like that. Okay, the pad you grew up in, your pop, he likes this this music. Is there instruments in the pad? Yeah, when my when my parents got divorced, my mom left me a, a classical guitar, which, you know, I was five, so I couldn't, it was an adult-sized guitar, so I couldn't really play it. But a few years later, um, my sister said she wanted to play piano, and so my dad, being a good divorced dad, just bought an upright piano, which I think she played for a year, maybe two. <laughs> what about you? Did you uh, take lessons or just pound on it or? I just did the pounding. Okay. <laughs> no, because I, some people have been on the show and they have experiences with piano. It's usually the teachers. Sometimes it's really negative. So maybe you, you escaped all that shit. What about what about school? Were you in the band or the choir, marching band, jazz band? Or? No, I was out back smoking pot. Yeah, okay. Well, did your school have it? Because, you know, a lot of schools got rid of the music shit. You know, actually, that's not true. Through elementary school, they, they taught singing in school. So, you know, this is like the 80s and the Mormons are really big on having good singing in church. So having having music classes was a big thing there. Yeah. So, so they did teach singing, but I was never any good at it and, and, you know, didn't didn't necessarily like the choices of song. So but still, it was music. And yep. uh, it's, I think, kind of important on your journey. You got maybe got you started without knowing what, what, what was the first record you bought for yourself um the first record i ever got was uh like greatest hits of america because i went into uh cactus records in bozeman montana where my mom lived and tried to find a beatles record that that my stepdad didn't own and they didn't have any and the guy behind the counter told me america was basically the same um i disagree oh, the band called america yeah, yeah. They were actually, yeah. uh, I think, uh, their pops were servicemen and stationed in England. Yes, okay. And Makes one sense. reason why, what used to bug me about them, now I'm no fucking expert on anything, but man, did they kind of rip off Neil Young. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, That's okay, that's okay, everybody, everybody does. In fact, you can write a very original novel and not invent one word. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> In fact, it makes it kind of easier to read. <laughs> you know, Finnegan's Wake. I was talking about somebody his. Let me maybe tell you the last edition. But uh, what is originality? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, 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 no, it's, I, a, it's a slippery slope. You know, we all, all as bass guitar guys, all owe uh, Mr. James Jamerson a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, so that 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 uh. Nylon string guitar, it's waiting for you at home, huh? Oh, it probably ended up in a garage sale at some point. But you never ended up playing it or taking lessons? No, actually, uh, I did because uh, my stepdad up in Montana was a classical guitarist, and he was he was studying with Chris Parkening, who's this... Oh, yeah, really, I know about him. Yeah, he's really intense and... As an eight-year-old, they tried to, like, get me into playing classical guitar, and that kind of put me off of playing guitar. Um, okay, so this is the uh, nylon string acoustic guitar in Montana. I played Bo uh, uh, Montana State's there. Yeah, yeah. And there was a Sundown or some kind of club. I played there a few times. Uh, Missoula's a great town. Missoula's the other one. That's the University of Montana. 
Yep. Yeah, right. Both, both, yeah, both, both are good places. So, so, okay, so on your visits there, they try to get you to learn. Yeah, man, it's really exact about that stuff, how you hold your leg up, right? You get, They got a little holder for one foot and mm-hmm. the I, hand I, on I, the, the left hand. You got to have the thumb behind the neck down on top. I appreciate that stuff now, but I'm so lazy that, like, (laughs) I couldn't do it now, and I really couldn't do it when I was a kid, Yeah, you know? But I got, I also got, like, a a chord book of Beatles songs, so that was a lot easier. That I could kind of play, and, you know, it sounded like the song that I heard, so... Well, you you probably played to the records, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how me and Dee Boone went. What was the first gig you went and saw? Um, Men at Work... And opening for them was the Plimsolls. Yeah. Wow. And, that used to be uh, Peter from The Nerves. Yep. And I remember them as being a hell of a lot better. You mean the opening act you like better? Oh, yeah. Blew them off the stage. They had some life. Yeah, and I think the like Headliners, the whole... their big song they got sued for, they never wrote it. I mean, this is many years later and stuff. I believe that. Yeah, my heart really bleeds for the new wave, you know. Yeah. You know, I want to play something here, uh, the clench and blow method from the Bear Bears.
Why for Pedro show? Yeah, but the bear baiters with the uh, clench and blow method. I got to get more acquainted with that. Uh, Colin Frangos, this is you, uh, man alone, I guess. Kai Rizdo. Oh yeah, these are these bumpers you came up with. Oh well, imaginary bumpers for NPR. I got a buddy in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He told me that was the whole. You know this band Black Moth Super Rainbow. He said yeah. that was the whole inspiration. Was was the little bumper shit in between the stories on NPR? That's hilarious. No, I just named those. I mean, I I named them. I, those are are scores for films. Okay. And I just called them NPR bumper music because I thought it was funny to have you know songs about Ira Glass wearing a necklace of human ears and and since it's instrumental, I can make the title whatever I want. So. There was a guy here who wore ears in Vietnam. Yep. And Pedro, he was out of his mind. Yeah, the war is not kind to him. Well, it's not kind to anybody. Yep. Uh, yeah, I've a positive. This is something I got from you with Tom Herman and Lenny Bove. Now, these are the two guys from uh, Tripod Jimmy. Yep. While I wasn't looking. And then The Loyalists, which is another one of your projects, Chalk Face. Uh, Yannick South, brand new, out of Italy, with On, a bilge pump out of Leeds in England, Storm in a Teardrop, Sabbat from Ore Extract out of Montreal. No, it isn't. I think. What's what's the town on the other side of Ottawa? Hull? Maybe. You know, there's a river there. There's a French part of town, and it's like the federal capital. Played yeah, there no once idea. with a band called Porcelain Forehead. And they were all younger people on L tripping balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, it was our first time there. They were good guys, good cats. Uh Bear Baiters finally, Revolution Winner. So what about the thing after school in the uh basement or the bedroom or the garage? What those kind of bands? Yeah, I just could never, you know, I, again, I'm super lazy and I could never like play well enough to get a band together that worked. The only band I had in high school, like maybe rehearsed for a month and we were set up just to play one show. We were going to play the yearbook assembly that everyone had to attend at the end of our senior year. Yeah. And we played like one or two Bauhaus songs and then a really noisy original just because we wanted to be jerks and we were. Yeah. What Was that the name of the band? Oh, we didn't even have a name. Okay. The jerks. <laughs> Would have worked. <laughs> worked. Uh, yeah, but still you got to play in front of people. What was that like? That was your first time, right? Yeah, I was kind of really angry at, at just being in high school and so it was kind of I wasn't really nervous I was really hoping for a negative reaction so you know and I got it which was great I guess <laughs> what about your fellow band members what kind of reaction you get out of them um they were kind of I mean one of them was a real serious bluegrass banjo player who played guitar and was just a really good friend so he kind of did it because I, I encouraged him. Yeah. <laughs> Bauhaus on the banjo. <laughs> yeah. But and the other guys are kind of just, you know, normal musicians just looking to screw around and 
it was an excuse and there was a show already lined up. So whatever we did, it was kind of worth it for them. You know, in high school, I didn't know normal musicians. I didn't know shit. The best guy in Pedro was the best guy who could play Black Dog. Right. <laughs> I think I told Carla, like, no, nobody wrote their own fucking songs. Uh, you kind of did what you did. You know, you just copied. And it kind of was like building models. So, so well, after, after, well, you said you didn't finish high school, but music-wise, what did you do after high school? Um, I went away. I mean... It was the 80s, so I finished enough of high school that no one, like, I got accepted to college, and the fact that the uh, uh, the vice principal of the school was holding up my transcripts didn't matter, because I'd already been accepted somewhere, so I went off to upstate New York to go to college, and was there for a year, you know, couldn't really get a band going there either, but I was good with recording equipment, so I helped record friends' bands. Ah, Okay. Yeah, learn it from the the other side. Yep, four track. And you know, that probably came in big time later. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I tell try to tell people who play music. There's not such a divide line now. If you're no. getting into like yeah, drumming or bass, or you better get into recording too because you can do this shit. Yeah, the technology's more econ. It's not such a bad fucking thing in a way. Even Minutemen, we never touch the knobs. You know, we. Ethan, James, or Spot, we we were just so scared. But nowadays, I say, you know, get wet, jump yeah, in. Yeah, tape op, tape op has been really big on encouraging that. Oh yeah, that. that's a great that magazine, tape op people. That whole four track movement kind of when I was, you know, Joe Hamilton, high school. one of the editors, runs a website. He's Tony Mamoni's partner at Studio G in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. We're at the end of the first hour, May 6, twenty twenty edition. Hold tight for hour two. May 6, 2020, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
sure had a real nice time last night The wedding flowers turned round the room I knew that marrying you meant America too But Uncle Sam showed us plan one crummy honeymoon And then boom went the bandstand and the warships on the pier As you burrowed in my peacoat and you choked beneath their cheers Don't go, don't go, don't go I know, I know, I know You gotta get But don't go Back at 50 years now Since that kiss at your door At those giddy newlyweds And through the weeping and war At every monumental moment At all the best of my life From your doorstep I had known it You are the rest of my life
Live for Pedro Show. Second hour started off with Bear Baiters. Tales in the Sky slash Fight and Evil, but it might be one Tales in the Sky Fight and Evil now because it watch fuck up. Uh, Timothy Erie with uh, Ritual Number 6 after that. Colin Frank goes again with this uh, movie soundtrack, but, you know, th- these guys, these names, people, and the song titles of these uh, bumper-inspired things, they're actual people on the NPRs because Terry Gross has been on there for years. And Kai yep. Rizdahl, I think, is like the financial guy. Or Peter Seagal, yeah, okay. Peter Seagal, thrill killer. <laughs> After that DMF from uh, Orange County here, it's a little south of Pedro. And east, actually. Uh, talking. Nicholas Mares, Bold Rose, Corey Brandon, Don't Go. And finally, Ride the Trash, <laughs> ride the trash Heap. Of sound by the loyalists. So you're in upstate. It's not total loss of uh, time and experience, though, because you're you're learning how to record. Where do you go from upstate New York? Um, moved with my girlfriend to San Francisco. That Sweet. lasted a, until a little after we got to San Francisco, and then I ended up in Chicago for a while. Which was, you know, in the early '90s, there was a lot going on. Right, a lot of music. Yep. So, so what you do? What you said it was hard to find a band in Utah, hard to band find in New York, but Illinois. Yeah, I played a little bit with people when I was there, but mostly, you know, I was there going to art school, and so I did posters for the Empty Bottle, the one of the clubs there. Sure, sure, good club. And uh, yeah, so I like spent all my time like working on posters for shows. So I do one or two a week of these nice big screen printed posters and kind of got involved with the music community there that way, but didn't really start any bands until I got out here. So when you're talking art school, you, you draw, you paint. Yeah, I was doing mostly printmaking. Okay. Okay. That's so, great. so I'm turning in rock posters for assignments because that was what I was spending all my time on. But still, it's a it's a form of expression. Yeah, you're part of the the, the scene, the movement. Yeah, I think those are like Jesus Lizard days and stuff. Yep. Yeah. yeah, actually, like shortly after I moved there, they said they wouldn't ever play Chicago again. <laughs> <laughs> so, because they had, you know, they just kept getting shit from the local clubs, and it's like, you know, the local band is never as popular as they are like when they're on the road you know if you get to see Je- jesus lizard once a year it's amazing but yeah. if it's the hometown everyone's like whatever we'll just see them next time they play even though they didn't play chicago much they're not appreciated yeah yeah minute minute peter were like that now you know they got us painted on one of the bulkheads at the trader joe nice <laughs> i guess <laughs> it was trippy when i saw that Okay, so uh, you don't really start making music, though, in Chicago. You go back west again. Yeah, so at some point, you know, I just really needed to be in a band, and I had a really good friend of mine who was one of the most creative people I've ever known, and I just kind of was like, okay, I'm going to play guitar. You just say whatever crazy shit you want, and we'll make it into music. And... That band was called the Agronauts. It was a lot of fun. Um, and eventually, after that, uh, started a band called Ovipositor, 
which is the band that uh, that Tom Herman thing is from. Yeah, those. Yeah. And you know that band went for probably seven years or so. Did you guys record? Yeah, we put out, I don't know, four records. Well, what I'm asking is, were you the guy who recorded them? I did a lot of it, but it's really nice if you're, like, trying to make a serious record to have someone else sitting behind the desk. (laughs) Okay. Um, Because you can just play and not have to think about, you know, watching for clipping or if one of your cheap-ass mics is dying and you don't notice it. Um, or how so far does it muted? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that stuff that happens to everyone, but if there's someone paying attention, they fix it. So this guy, Eli Cruz, who's a friend of Tony's out in, in Brooklyn now, I think they're in the same building, Whoa. but he was out here for a long time at this place called New Improved. Okay. So we recorded with him uh, for three albums of stuff, and then the one before I just recorded did you guys tour? Up the coast. I-5 um, tour? Yeah. US 101 tour? Yeah, yeah. So, um, pretty much. we That band didn't know anyone in L.A., but we knew people in Portland and Seattle, so we'd, we'd go up that way. Yeah. And uh, that that's your first touring, right? Yep. And then uh, I guess the band... It goes its way. I mean, what's the next one? Is the Loyalists next? That's yeah. So like when that band blew up. Well, hold on, hold on. Some... I want to I want to play some Loyalists for people first. Okay. This is and maybe it, this is a t- uh, tune about those times because it's called Sham Francisco. <laughs>
Sinai. Little Sinai. Little Sinai. I don't know what it is to go home. Love crawled in, it was all choked up. Trapped to the back of a flatbed truck. Altered top, heifer eyes, number nine's hiding under the bed and crying. And no so many words. All ever said was, but no, daddy. Groovy student nurse All wrapped around the pizza boy Shy little smile Burning down the rack stairs Cattle cars and single bars Is all the same to me Noses into rectums Throughout eternity Listen
ever seen your life flash in front of your eyes? Have you ever heard a full-grown man cry? Takes a real piece of shit to be a real piece of shit. I can see your future written in your eyes. It's a long, long way down an old country road to stand where the prairie meets the plain.
Watt Fever Show. We're talking about Ted Falcone uh, off air, people, and uh, we're both amazed by that man. And he should have maybe been mixed a little louder. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember kids at the games, you got to play faster. Bullshit. <laughs> play whatever you want. It's called anarchy, people. <laughs> okay. San Francisco from the Loyalists. Trippy name. Well, who came up with that name? The Loyalists? Yeah, that was me. Okay. Um, you were I that just kind of a set of mind at the time. Nah, because like a loyalist, if you think about it, is someone is people who are on the wrong side of history, oh. but who are really passionate out passionate about what they believe. That's right. right. Like so. in this country, right? The loyalists were behind the king. Yeah. Yep, and in uh, you know in Ireland. And Northern Ireland. Actually, me and Dee Boone, I remember we tripped out. We saw a guy with a three-corner hat on something called the Loyalist Parkway. But this was in Canada. We didn't understand <laughs> this. And then we found out later a lot of people had to go north because they got harassed out of, you know, when the war was over. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know about that. Didn't know about really what, what the uh, War of 1812 was about either till I learned from some Canadian brothers. Uh, that, that's true. Um Mike Rignett after that with Guitar Shepherd Tone. <laughs> That's a title. Reverend Fred Lane, Little Sinner. Ah. He's backing out. You know, first gig in 39 years, I think. Yeah. <laughs> He's back in I, action. Andre Vito out of Berlin with uh, Panmahum. Padmihum. A Chinese herbal medicine nearly halfway down. I think they're from the Valley here. Uh, Scott and Burham with Swift Drift, Swift Drift and, and then the Loyalists with the Momo. So, so, so the loyalists, in a way, you're like, yeah. I remember D. Boone. He liked that name. Actually, it was I had two words: minute man. You know, I was making fun of arena rot. Right. And, but he said, "Look, there's there's a uyoku. You know, a right wing. A, they're, they're appropriating patriotic uh, symbols and stuff. We should dilute that by calling ourselves the same thing." <laughs> I said, "Okay." <laughs> but, yeah, so minute. You know, English is fucking hard. It's hard to know how to pronounce it. L look at the the past tense of read. It's spelled the same fucking way. How do you know how to say red? And how do you know it's not a color? You know, all right. Well, yeah, we're cobbled together. So, so, so who who who's part of the loyalists? Um, loyalists uh, was me. Like after Ovipositor, I decided I was going to learn to play cello, and. So I did, and I went from being a bad guitarist to being a bad cellist. And I pulled my buddy Andre in, and he's this great guitarist, and um, made him listen to demos and kind of obliged him to be in the band. And then this uh, other band called The Blind Shake, who are from Minneapolis, and just they were just an incredible band. Um, when they came out here, I made a little documentary about them playing with Michael Yonkers. They came out here and, and their drummer who is a monster introduced me to a guy who he said was his favorite drummer. So of course I'm going to start a band with that guy yeah. and his name's Chad and Chad is actually the best guitarist in the group. So we make sure he only plays drums. <laughs> and then Max Sidman is the bass player and he's just, I'd been, He'd been in Ovipositor before, and he's just the super solid bass player. Like, he's, you can build any song you want around Max playing because he's just there. You can count on him to have a song pinned down all the time. 
So that's what we're for. You know, the politics of basis. We look good making you guys look good. Yep. You know, we're at the and, end of hour two. Got to hold for the next little chunk there, Colin. Uh, May 6, 2020. Hold tight for hour three. May 6, 2020. It's the third hour of the Law for Pedro show. <laughs>
moment is the only thing that is certain. Will it ever happen the same again? And if this is so, does it mean it's all been done before? Is it kind of like the pieces have always been there? Believe everything we do There's no excuse just to get by anymore So full speed ahead Don't you be forgetting what you started Remember what you said Because today is to look forward to Tomorrow, for oh, we must truly believe everything we do. Every suit doesn't get by
place where the lamp light chases the light far away, far away. And in my way, I can't be trusted to tease the crystal bay. Won't you be my baby? Throw the sun away. No, I
Live from Pedro Show. Uh, Ira Glass, can you hear your thoughts through the necklace of ears he wears around his necks? Your next intern. <laughs> Colin Fragos. Uh, everything you know from Kangaroo Court, Wasted Space. They shared a crane both these days. Uh, Disco Slo- Slovakian. Craig Bell, Cleveland cat, right, with the rocket from the tombs. Yep. The room in my head. He's in Indiana these days. Uh, Black Moon Tape, Factories Part 1, Imad Wasif, Throw away, uh, throw the Sun Away, sorry. Zigzags with Groth. Groth. Yeah, these guys, I remember they... Was it, is this heavy metal punk or punk heavy metal or punk metal? And I said, man, fuck, don't worry. <laughs> and, and then on the day that Philip Seymour Hoffman died, the Loyalists, so, so the Bear Baiters... Mm-hmm. Now, what do they do? Some of those guys come out of Loyalists? No, Bear Baiters is really just me and a guitarist uh, named Chris. And after the Loyalists, you know, I, I kind of decided I couldn't do that band anymore because we weren't, you know, we just we were adults and we didn't didn't all have time to be in a band and we weren't, you know, practicing enough. And so I just said I'm I quit and started up bear baiters with chris pretty soon after that so just two people it's easier to organize it yeah yeah and the idea is like we have a bunch of friends who are really great musicians but don't have time to be in a band so like if we can get them to be on a song for a recording or like to play a show with us yeah that's like a commitment most people can do because you know we're no one's making any money at it and everyone's uh, got adult lives you're saying like put a low Target a low uh, yeah, exactly. focus. Yeah, okay, okay. So if we can have someone come in and sit in on guitar for a little while, yeah, then great. We'll build things really open so that other people can come in, and it's pretty pretty clear what's going on, and they can just sit in and and play with us for however long, and then go away. Now, so so, so there's, there's kind of an improvisational side of this project. Not much. Oh, I mean, okay. So you guys got the tunings, and you bring the people in just to, okay, feel it out. And hey, what do you think? What do you think you could come up with? Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, you're t- saying you weren't a very good cello. Pl- what makes it hard? No frets. Oh man, the fret is like the greatest invention of Western <laughs> civilization. You know, that's why Leo called his bass the P bass, right? Precision. <laughs> yeah, because yep. it had frets. <laughs> It is, uh, I have almost had, like, I know a luthier and I almost had him hammer frets into my cello. Or what about markers? Yeah, but, you know. It's still, the, still, yeah. The further you get up the neck, like, the smaller sure. the distance between the notes. So also, even you if you're turn only your on... hand. Because I tried stand-up for a while. And up on the where the body is, you got to yeah. turn your fucking hands the other way. Yep. Man, and the muscles on the back of your hand, they better be there. Or whatever yeah. it is. Man, it hurts. Yep. Uh, but I tell you, that I think the cello has the widest range because it being in fifths like that, and it can get down there with the bass, and it can get up there with the violin. It's just an incredible kind of instrument. Yeah, and it, it's, it really sounds like a human voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, That's it's I'm that thinking. kind of range, and it has that kind of dynamics to it, too. So that's why I really like it and started do, playing it. Do you still do guitar? Yeah, just fucking around on my own. Okay. You know, I haven't 
if I've recorded stuff on guitar, but I kind of want uh, bear baiters to just be cello. You know about bear baiting, right? Yep. They had a sport where they would sick a bunch of fucking dogs on a bear. And he'd, like, choke 20 of them out, but the other 20 would, like, bite them to death. I mean, who would watch shit like this for fun? The the English. No, yeah. I mean, that that was why I named the band that is because I wanted to be in I a fi- band that I could play. I, I wanted to be in a band that could do pretty music. And <laughs> so it was kind of a, you know, balance it out kind of thing. Okay. Here's another one of your bumper tunes. for the thrill of a good radio show or spinning a hunk of vinyl from your favorite artist but the music is really the thunder it is pure natural form just as much as part of the day as a summer rainstorm i like it no doubt punk and noise and various rock songs music that flails you and lifts you out of life inspiration gives you good reason to live to really get down with something it's the thunder of music doing a good job blowing your mind or giving you tomorrows of good shows to go to Magicians are big in my life. The key to greatness, they open those doorways, leading to pure pleasure through your wonderful ears, the thunder of music, something to get into and to get down to.
Pedro show. Uh, the secret ingredient to Terry Gross's house guest casserole's house guest. Do not stay with her. <laughs> Colin Frangles. Uh, uh, Joe Brewer with Music's Thunder. Uh, I'm a positive with Tom Herman doing a Tripod Jimmy song, uh, Autumn Leaves, which is kind of different than the version Frank Sinatra used to cover. Um, yeah, because yeah, you can't copyright a title. Yep. Yeah, you know about that. Okay, Fast Lo-Fi from uh, Trieste. Uh, Sanardo, what makes you a man? Yeah, well, the internal question. Well, Bark, Our Lady of the Highway out of Knoxville, the Skeletons. Truth. I always thought the, the, the guys in high school uh, band, you know, loved when Scott came because now, you know, we could do the bone and shit. <laughs> Bones, ba- uh, bass club. Loyalist finally, Cason and Slug. That title just got me, man. So yeah, well, that um, before we recorded that second record, my really good friend who I started the Agronauts with uh, committed suicide. Oh shit! And so that is like literally what happened. We 
went to the coroner's office and the coroner said you can keep everything from the apartment except the casing and the slug. Oh god. Yeah, which you know, there's there's no time when that's a an easy thing to hear, but right after your friend has killed himself, yeah. like you know that kind of work, you know, like lawyer, all that stuff where you learn stuff you don't really want to learn. You so I get right. they compartmentalize stuff, Berlin walls in your heads or something. Yeah. Uh, about this bumper music, you said that the 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 their soundtracks for mu- uh, movies. Yeah, yeah. So those are all bits of music for short films that I've done, or and most of them didn't work for the film. So I kind of wanted to put them somewhere because I liked them sure. and they work as I like them too. They work as music on their own, yeah. and like music and film sometimes really isn't that interesting, right? It's not supposed to be. Well, I, I think everybody, you know, the ch- descent of the Valkyrie when uh, he's <laughs> standing on the beach. I mean, sometimes it does connect up. Yes. Oh, yeah, totally. The good stuff does, but there's a lot of stuff where it's just kind yeah, of like. you're right. You're absolutely right. Well, I think in the old days, they just had a guy going at it live with a piano or organ, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's how Fat Swaller got his start. Sure, like he... sure. Right, he and was even an jazz. Uh, jazz was whorehouse music, so uh, to drown out the fuck noises. Yep. And uh, you know, well, Jasmine was a strong smelling flower to, you know, cover <laughs> up the fuck smells. <laughs> it's weird the origins of things. Where can people find you on the internet, Colin? Bandcamp. Okay, but there's no Colin Frago's uh, website. Well, there's colinfrangos.com, but that's mostly about work. <laughs> but that's still good so, because that's yours and there's no middleman. Yeah. You can have uh, in Bandcamp I love. I think they're the best way uh best web thing outside your own site that is really has respect for music people. Yeah, they're so good. You know, they're... all the other th- things were just jive shill fucking things to milk people, you know, and these people I think have got some integrity. You know, they have a shop here in Oakland where they sell records as well. Right on, right on the street. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, they do live shows there too. Okay. Um, so that's where they're headquartered? I uh, I think it's pretty spread out over the country because okay. it's all on the computer, so yeah, they're right, not right, as worried right. about everyone coming into an office. Sure, sure, sure. Look, if a younger person asked you for advice about this music racket stuff, what would you tell them? I no one in their right mind asked me for advice about anything. <laughs> well, Watts asking you. Um, you know, I just think so few people are going to be even a little bit like successful by commercial measures or even popular. But if you can get it, I mean, people who do good art are people who really get into what they're doing, and that should be the reward. Like people are people who are in bands to to get chicks. Get out of bands pretty quick. Um, okay, <laughs> I, I, I get what you mean. That's that, that's great advice. And you know, when you get a new uh, Bear ba- Bader musics, and uh, also this this movie soundtrack stuff. Even if you ain't got a movie, uh, please flow it to me and come back on, and we'll talk about your new recordings and stuff. Yeah, we'll. Do. I really like what you're doing, Colin. Thanks, uh, man. You, you know what I mean? It's balls out. <laughs> and I like what you do too, Mister Watt. <laughs> the most kind. People, it's been May 6th, 2020 Dish Wap Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.